Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. So glad you're here bright and early on a cold morning. On the way, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, and those Stanley Tumblers. People with knockoffs are getting made fun of, and one parent had it. We got that story coming up. Caught doing good, a missing cat found 670 miles away. Fake money. Fake movie money was used for some time until the guy finally got caught. We'll be talking law in studio with Thurman and Flanagan as well. And and the double Big Mac is back. Plus a woman poisoned her husband after thinking a soap star was in love with her. All that and more coming up today. A lot of, a lot of show going on today. Brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Online at OzarkJustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Connor Cruz, the adopted son of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, is 29 today. He was in the Red Dawn reboot and the 2008 Will Smith movie, Seven Pounds. Kelly Marie Tran, Finn's love interest Rose in the Star Wars movies, is 35. Calvin Harris, Scottish, Scottish DJ, who, do, who did This Is What You Came For with Rihanna, is 40 today. Dwayne Wade, NBA superstar, 42. Zoe Deschanel, who's in New Girl and Elf and many other things, is 44 today. Freddie Rodriguez, Benny on Bull, is 49. Kid Rock is 53. Naveen Andrews, who is Alan Cummings' CIA contact Julian on Instinct, is 55. Shabba Ranks. Yeah, apparently singer. Huge in Japan. He's 58 today. Michelle Obama is 60. Jim Carrey is 62. Dennis O'Hare, who is... I guess that's Denise. It looks like Dennis. Plays Liz Taylor on American Horror Story Hotel is 62. Susanna Hoffs. Singer for the Bengals, 65. Steve Harvey is 67. Steve Earl, country rocker who sang Copperhead Road, is 69. Rolling Stones guitarist Mick Taylor is 75. And who's the father? You are not the father. Maury Povich is 85. James Earl Jones is 93. And on this day in history in 1871... Andrew S. Halidi received a patent for the cable car system. Yeah, 1871. Prohibition officially began on this date in 1920. 
Popeye the Sailor Man first appeared in a comic strip called Thimble Theater, created by E.C. Cigar. That happened on this date in 1929. In 1953, the Chevy Corvette introduced at a car show in New York. In 1971, the Baltimore Colts beat the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl V, 16-3. Beretta premiered on ABC in 1975. The Los Angeles Rams announced they were moving to St. Louis in 1995. They returned to L.A. in 2016. In 1994, at 4.30 a.m., a 6.7 magnitude earthquake hit Los Angeles, lasting 10 to 20 seconds. 57 people were killed. In 1998, Matt Drudge leaked a suppressed Newsweek story about President Bill Clinton and White House intern Monica Lewinsky. Dennis Rodman fined 25000 and suspended indefinitely for kicking a cameraman in 1998. The fifth season of American Idol premiered. That was the season with Catherine McPhee and Kelly Pickler. That happened on this date in 2006. And in 2008, chess master Bobby Fischer died at the age of 64. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. Random fact number one. During World War II, the U.S. tried to train bats to drop bombs. It was called Project X-Ray. Not successful. Ronald Reagan's last movie before he got into politics was The Killers in 1964, and it was the only time he ever played a bad guy. 1964, The Killers. The person in charge of the Library of Congress is officially called the Librarian of Congress. They get appointed by the President and approved by the Senate. And they make about $220,000 a year. I would take that job. Librarian of Congress, why not? Sacagawea either died in 1812 when she was in her mid-20s or in 1884 when she was in her 90s. Historians have proof both ways. How can you have proof both ways? Anyway, they can't disprove the other. Sacagawea. And a town called Alert in Nunavut, Canada, is the northernmost place in the world where people still live. A town called Alert. And it's still 500 miles from the North Pole. So the furthest north that people live is Alert, Nunavut, Canada. Those are your random facts. Truly random. Good morning. Well, we know kids can be cruel. Right? Kids can be cruel, especially if it's someone who has something lesser, right? I remember uh, my son had some shoes that uh, looked kind of like Air Jordans, but they were not Air Jordans. And he got made fun of because they were Air Jordan knockoffs, even though they were a completely different brand of shoe. I thought they looked cool, but after being made fun of, kids don't want to use that stuff. That happened in Ohio. A mom there took to TikTok to talk about how her daughter got teased for having a generic knockoff of a Stanley Tumbler. These stupid things are all the rage, the Stanley Tumblers. You know, basically they're like a Yeti, uh, but they look different. They're all basically the same thing. Anyway, this is part of her rant. This is the cup that we got our daughter for Christmas. This is not a Stanley. This is a 998 Walmart cup that she said she thought was cute. She is nine years old. On the second day back to school after Christmas break, she comes home. She's just upset. Girls in her grade, she said nine, 10 of them, 
all got Stanleys for Christmas and they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not as cool. She asks if she can have a real Stanley. Do I think that a nine-year-old needs a Stanley? No. Do I have one? Yes, I have one. That being said, before you come at me, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of, to help fit in, you're gonna do it. So we went and bought her a 30 ounce Stanley. Can we afford to buy her a Stanley? Yes. Did I think that she needed one? No. Apparently I've been proven wrong by the children in our school that are <laughs> making fun of her for not having a real name brand Stanley. You know, if it weren't for all those other kids, life would be fine. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, she went ahead and did it. Did she make the right choice? Do you think the mom did the right thing? Because obviously this isn't going to change anyone's life, but... If you're ridiculed over and over and over, that takes a toll on a kid, does it not? The, a kid doesn't have the life experience and the understanding that this is all very temporary and it's not going to matter, you know, 15 years from now. But in the moment, it's a big deal. So what do you think? Did the mom do the right thing? Text me. Let me know. 870-505-1518. Let me take a drink out of my Stanley Tumblr now. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, this is a good story nonetheless. A trucker was reunited with his cat after losing him in Nevada. And then he found him 670 miles away in Wyoming. How did this happen? Thankfully, Tyler the cat was microchipped so the animal shelter could easily locate his owner. Here are Chad and Brandy McIntyre talking about losing and then getting their cat back i had to go deliver to walmart so i had to leave and i was gone for about two and a half hours and came right back and then started looking for him again and i had that whole night to look for him but then the next day i had to go to california she told me you know that they were in rock springs wyoming and i was just like okay i'm not sure how we got there because we he went missing in fernley nevada so he made it from one flying j truck stop in nevada all the way over to Wyoming. So he's he's had a heck of a trip just to get back home. Wow, so he, the cat must have hopped from vehicle to vehicle. Like, uh, you know, uh, he's a lot cat, I guess. Yeah, just, uh, you know, a stowaway, if you will, on these truck trips shipping nationwide. Pretty crazy. Either way, though, it's a good story. It has a happy ending and everyone's good. If you've got a good story out there, email it to show at IkeWingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, you've heard of Monopoly money. What about movie money? Yeah? A 41-year-old guy in New Jersey named James Leonard was finally caught after passing fake bills at convenience stores since last September. Apparently, he'd intentionally go to these places during busy times so the cashiers didn't have time to scrutinize the bills that he handed them. Naturally, the bank wasn't fooled, but it took a long time to actually pin it on this guy James and then catch him in the act. The bills were specifically designed for movie sets, and they do look a lot like actual currency, but they say for motion picture only and pretty large letters across the front. James passed multiple $50 and $100 bills before being caught. He's been charged with theft by deception and uttering, uttering? That's what it says, uttering a forged document. That is quite crazy that these people actually took the money, but he got away with it, and he would have been able to if it wasn't for the, your dog and those kids. Wait, that's Scooby-Doo. Uh, that's Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. 
Good morning. We are back in studio talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. Wade Williams is here again to talk to us about the estate planning realm. We've talked and heard you mention probate and trust and some things like that. So, you know, the question or the the way we want to kick off today is probate. What is it? What do people need to know? Why why does it exist and what do people do about it, I guess? Well, it's great to be back with you. Probate is essentially the legal process. It's the name of the legal process for taking the assets that were owned by a person who's passed away and moving them forward to heirs or pursuant to a, a will or, or other documentation that they provided to designate where it goes. A lot of people believe that a will actually allows them to avoid probate, but it is, in essence, a tool that the probate court will use to guide what they do. So if a person dies with a will, it's going to help the court understand what it's supposed to do. If a person dies without a will, what they call intestate, then we've got the Arkansas Code that tells us what happens with those assets. When those come in conflict is where you get probate contests, and, and, and that's a whole other, whole other area of the law that we don't need to get into this morning. But the probate process itself is a pretty lengthy one. And that is where basically a court is deciding who owns this stuff from here on out. Is that is that kind of a that's layman's term? If you, if you think about it in maybe the simplest form, if you've got a vehicle, it's got a car title, and your name's on that car title. If you were to sell it to somebody, you would turn that title over and you would endorse it with your name, and you'd put the buyer's name on there. When you're deceased, you don't have the ability to sign that any longer. So the probate process authorizes someone, the personal representative, a lot of times it's called an executor. That term is used when there's a, a will. That person then would have the authority to sign the back of that title and sell it pursuant to the guidance of the court. But the process itself, even if there's no assets to be liquidated, even if there aren't any contests or conflicts about who's going to get what, that process is going to take at least eight months. By the time you've gathered the information, prepared the petitions, had had them signed and filed with the court and the court has opened the probate, you're going to spend at least a month. From there, you publish a notice that requires six months time frame in order for creditors to come in and make a claim. Again, even if we know there aren't any creditors, we have to file that and, and give them that opportunity. And then we have another period of time, usually a month or so, to gather the information and close out the estate. So even if everything is just straightforward and smooth, it's going to take an extended period of time. That's whether they have a, a will or not, either way? Exactly. Okay. The, the process itself is, is fundamentally the same in its steps. You have to open the probate, publish notice to creditors, and close the probate. Within that period, once it's open and before it's closed, you may sell a house or sell a car or have an auction of all the personal property or start fighting about who gets what share if, if that's you know the direction that things are going. The real difference between a will and an intestate probate, so a testate versus intestate, is that the will can can do things like waive the bond, a requirement that's obligatory if you've got an intestate probate. It can designate specifically the person that is to be in charge as a personal representative, as opposed to potentially having competing interests fighting over who's going to be in charge. And it also can change who the beneficiaries are. Again, the common myths with regard to uh, an individual's estate is who's going to receive things when they pass away. If you die intestate and you're married and you have children, your spouse is not your heir. Your children are your heir. 
So your estate would go to them. It would just be subject to certain marital rights that the law provides for the spouse. If it's a, it's called dower and curtsy, depending on whether you're dealing with a male or female. But most married couples that I know want their assets to be there for the benefit of their spouse when they pass away. And that's their first layer. Well, you can change that easily with a will. So by executing that will, you're telling the court, I don't want to follow the Arkansas code in this regard. I don't want it to go to my kids to the detriment of my spouse. I want it to go to my spouse. And then if she or he has predeceased me, then I would want it to go to my children. Right. Or it could go to other beneficiaries. You could name your next door neighbor or a charity or, or a cousin that, that you particularly care for. It doesn't have to go to an heir. And in fact, if you don't want things to go to an heir, you have to be very specific about that. Now, of course, this is why a lot of people come to see me yeah. <laughs> is they don't want to go through that process. Uh, they, they'd prefer to avoid going through probate at all. And that's where we can use tools such as uh, beneficiary deeds, uh, joint ownership in some instances, but the revocable trust is is where that comes into play because it gives us a comprehensive solution to take whatever it is that you happen to have accumulated during your lifetime and deal with it after death without the necessity of court supervision and without the cost of probate and without the time delay of probate. I mean, it's just something that people have to be thinking about. You know, you can't just assume, well, I'll be gone. I don't care. But I mean, the loving thing to do for the people that are left behind is to get this stuff in order. And specifically what you're saying, I mean, my dad went through the whole process and did did the trust and all that stuff. And it simplified things so, so much compared to other horror stories that, that I'd heard before. So you're, I mean, you're exactly right. Absolutely. It, it removes the court from the process. The court is no longer necessary. It places somebody in charge that has the full authority on day one if they need to exercise it. And you do not have to wait those mandatory time periods to begin dealing with those assets, either in total or in part. And so the flexibility that's that's gained from a revocable trust, for me, it's the cornerstone of, of most estate plans. It's sort of my default go-to. It's not universally used because I've had folks that I would have clearly thought had, had a need for a trust, that their motivations and their goals specifically called for them not to have a trust and, and to, to use a different tool. But it is, to me, most comprehensive and simplistic way of taking somebody's estate state and moving it to their desired beneficiaries at their death. And I guess the myth with regard to, to revocable trusts is that they aren't tremendously expensive. They're more expensive than a will, but they're certainly less expensive than a probate. And my rule of thumb is that if a person has a probatable estate of $100,000 or more, they can justify the expense of creating a, a comprehensive estate plan centered around a revocable trust for less money than what that probate's going to cost them. Hmm. So it just makes sense. I mean, not only is it more cost effective, but it's also, you know, so much easier on those that are grieving you after you're gone. And so you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family to call Thurman and Flanagan, call Wade and uh, have a conversation, have a conversation and uh, don't put it off because you never know, right? Wade, thanks for being in studio. Look forward to uh, having you in next time here on Talking Law with Thurman and Flanagan. Thank you. Well, this is one of those uh-oh moments where you do something out of spite only to realize you were in the wrong all along. Some doorbell cam audio of a door dasher is out now. Apparently, she lost out on a cash tip because she assumed she wasn't getting one anyway. I don't know why she assumed this. I don't know if there was a history uh, from delivering to this location or what, but 
She'd already put an angry note inside the McDonald's bag that she was delivering. She goes to drop it off, but then the person in the house actually greets her, a really nice lady, opens the door, and has cash in hand to give to her. Take a listen. Hello. Ignore it. You keep that. Why? Because I didn't see a tip on the app, and I put a little card in there. So please keep that. I'm sorry. No, I just had cash. Please take it. It's okay. It's okay, because it's okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Wow, so the lady apparently did not see the tip listed on the order. She took the order anyway, but uh, the, the, the I'm sorry, the driver. The lady at the house, though, was going to tip her in cash. She goes to hand her the cash, and then the DoorDasher comes clean and says, I put a card in there for you that basically said, lucky for you, this is actually what it said, lucky for you, in all caps, lucky for you, I didn't bother the food, but next time consider tipping your driver. So basically, it was like, uh, I could have poisoned you, but I didn't, so next time give a tip. Anyway, she didn't have the audacity to actually take the tip as well. She came clean right away. So this is a lesson, my friends. Don't assume because you know what that means. Good morning. Well, if you are struggling to keep your New Year's resolution to eat less fast food, this is going to make it difficult if you're very hungry. The Double Big Mac is back at McDonald's. <laughs> if you've ever eaten one of these, please send me a text. I want to know you because uh, this is a, a huge honking sandwich. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this was out four years ago, and now it's back for a limited time. I hope you have your cholesterol medication handy. McDonald's is bringing back its Double Big Mac for a limited time. It uh, first debuted back in 2020, just days before the entire world shut down thanks to COVID. This was in March of 2020. Not uh, not many people got got to try the old Double Big Mac. It's like a normal Big Mac, but with two patties on top and two on bottom. So a total of four burgers. For crying out loud. Again, if you've ever eaten one of these entirely, I want to talk to you. Send me a text. I want to I want to understand how it was. 870-505-1518. Basically, it still has the three pieces of bread or three buns, but it's four four patties. Four patties. Wow. Anyway, back in 2020, they also added a little Mac that only had one patty. No mention of that one, so it's unclear if they're going to bring it back or not. But apparently, it hits the menu at participating McDonald's on January 24th for a limited time. The double Big Mac could lead to a double heart attack. Good morning. We really could have put this next story in Stranger Than Fiction, I'm pretty sure. But uh, we're going to give you the whole story right here. A woman tried to poison her husband because she thought a soap star fell in love with her. (laughs) A 64-year-old grandmother in Massachusetts named Roxanne Doucette tried to poison her husband because she had a new man waiting in the wings, or so she thought. The soap opera star is Thorsten Kay of The Bold and the Beautiful. I haven't seen a soap opera in decades, so I don't even have no idea who this is. Apparently, some scammer was texting old Roxanne, pretending to be Thorsten. She believed it was real, partially because she was a diehard fan of The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, One message from Thorsten said, You have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you so much. Roxanne then replied that she needed to do some thinking, and that's when she hatched the plan. She told Thorsten, air quotes, making an amazing soup, special potion, he will be hungry when he gets back. 
And later she said, My husband got back. He's not feeling well. Maybe I can collect life insurance. Thorsten responded, Honey, when will that be? And Roxanne said, Don't know. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is so dark, but so funny. You have to hand it to the scammer. Somehow they knew Roxanne was a bold and the beautiful fanatic. Most scammers don't have that kind of intel, so I don't know how that happened. Roxanne's husband did have some kind of medical event, and she was the one who called 911, but he has since recovered and will be fine. It didn't take long for police to zero in on old Roxanne. Roxanne! You don't have to poison your husband. And she's been charged with attempted murder along with resisting arrest and assaulting uh, an assault on a cop. No idea what kind of soup she made, though. The real Thorsten K has not has not commented. Uh, here are her neighbors. They are speculating about. Let's see. They are they are speculating about what happened uh, after they heard the news. Like a lifetime movie. Yeah. When I saw the picture, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Ridge from Bold and Beautiful." I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I reading right now? This cannot be real." What did she use? You know, was it rat poisoning? Was you know, gosh, it's like scary. It is scary. It's very scary. Uh, These scams are real, but when people take matters into their own hands, it's even worse. (sighs) But everyone's going to be okay, even the soap star. That's not officially stranger than fiction because we do that in the 7 o'clock hour, but seriously, that is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.